Hey, OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius, and you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode. If you have not checked out our very university introduction where we talked with Denise Dean about observation hours and what does it mean and how can you increase your chances and how can you really ensure that you are doing your best as an applicant to get into OT school. I highly recommend you check that out. We have Denise back on and she is going to tell us a little bit more in detail about Barry University. So Denise, welcome back. I am so Thank grateful you. to have you on. Thank you so much, Jessica. It's a pleasure to be back again and to chat a little bit more about the university and the program. Maybe I can go right into it and tell you a little bit about Barry. Barry was founded as an all men's college way back when. We were a little over, I think, 75, approaching the 80th year, maybe, or just past. And um, Barry is known for being one of the most diverse universities in South Florida. Of course, in South Florida, you're going to be diverse, but we've yeah. been awarded a number of uh, different distinctions for being diverse not only in the student body, but even among faculty and staff. And there's a sense of belonging when you attend Barry or when you come to Barry. A lot of our visitors to the campus actually tell us that they love the feeling. It's a small university, you know, and the main campus is, is pretty much on one block of, you know, Miami Shores. Okay. Uh, but it's an open campus, a lot of palm trees, greenery. It's a very, very pretty campus. I would encourage you to come down. But it brings me to the point about the OT program. The OT program is a weekend-only program. So oh, anyone, okay. Yeah, so anyone visiting the campus during the week is not going to, maybe now because of COVID, you don't see as many people anyway. But on a weekend, if you were coming for class, you definitely would not see a lot of, of students around because it's a weekend-only program. And not only is it a weekend-only program, but you're not coming every weekend. It's a every other weekend program. So you meet twice a month. But with COVID, they've, they've been trying to give students the opportunity to do more remote classes as well. So you may actually come down maybe once for the month instead of twice. It just depends, you know, the decision for the fall 2022 semester has not yet been made. So I couldn't give you any definite, you know, number of weekends you would be required. But just keep in mind that classes are every other weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So one of the popular questions I'm asked, well, what do I do during the week? Uh, <laughs> you know, so my answer to that is, this program caters a lot to working adults. So it allows you the opportunity to continue working during the week if you're working. If you're not, you're in a master's program. You're going to have a lot of reading and a lot of papers. 
So the, you, you have the opportunity to do your, your work for your assignments during the week. Keep in mind that once you start your third semester, you have clinicals. The clinicals are in the week. So you will be doing clinicals during the week and classes on the weekend. And as you progress into the program, you end up having even more, you start building on those clinical hours. So it becomes instead of one week of clinicals, two weeks, you know, and it, it builds until your last couple of semesters where it's like 12 weeks at a time. So by then you would have either have to have been a full-time student then because to juggle a, a full-time job with clinicals during the week would be challenging. Oh, for sure. I don't know how I did it. I just look back at what I was doing. I was in field work. So field work is 12 weeks and 40 hours. And on top of that, I was working in the restaurant industry as a waitress slash hostess. Don't ask me how I was working maybe six, 50, close to 60 hours a week. Like it, and still actually hung out with my friends. It was <laughs> insane, but I somehow managed to do it. <laughs> I, but, you know, and maybe you can speak to this. I know that one of the reasons why I was able to, though, is because during field work, either I didn't have absolutely any other classes. And if I did, it was just one class that maybe had an assignment like two, three different assignments. Exactly. So it, it was, was minimal. It was minimal. Exactly. And and I'm not going to go into the whole curriculum because there mm-hmm. is a detailed curriculum on the Barry website, www.barry.edu. And everything is spelled out today. And because Barry's program, Barry's OT program is accredited for the maximum number of years, we can be accredited for what we have on our website is exactly what we do. If anyone is not able to find that information, you know, please let me know. But it's www.barry.edu forward slash OT. The curriculum is there, um, you know, all the information. So you would see exactly which semester you start clinicals um, and what classes you may still have if you're in the clinical component of it. Um, Jessica, before we continue, I do want to bring up two things important for the fall 2022 semester for anybody who's still thinking of applying there is still time to apply on OTCAS um, yes our application process is on OTCAS all your documents are sent to OTCAS they decided about three weeks ago to waive the GRE requirement for the fall so if you didn't take the GRE good news you don't have to take the GRE for fall if you took it already it's okay that might actually put you at an advantage you know, or make your application a little bit more competitive. One thing they do look for carefully is the GPA. That 3.2 GPA is very, you know, very strict. They may consider a 3.1 or 3.0 based on the rest of your application packet. But yes, remember the, the GRE is being waived. So if you don't take it, if you haven't taken it, no need to sign up for it. And the deadline was changed from March 1st to April 1st. So everybody has a little bit more time to apply. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Could you tell us a little bit more about the hybrid experience? Like what have students maybe said about doing program in a hybrid mode, just going on the weekends? What does that look like for a student and a full-time worker? Right. It could be a plus and it could be a negative, depending on how someone wants to look at it. With classes every other weekend, it's all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So you're in Miami Shores all day Saturday and all day Sunday. 
What we found in years gone by is it was very advantageous for students living outside of South Florida because they could literally come in on a Friday night, spend a weekend, and go back home on a Sunday night after class. And we actually have this counted rates with hotels in the area for students that fall into that category. Right. So it makes it very possible for occupational therapy assistants to go in there. So if you're an OTA, this is a very good program for you to possibly consider then. Right. But if you're an OTA, you must have a bachelor's degree for our program. We do require a bachelor's degree um, to apply for the master's program. Good news is that if you're taking prerequisite classes, you can still apply and you could probably still be accepted pending successful completion. So don't let the fact that you're taking prereqs deter you from applying or submitting your application at all. What I do want to advise you to is that there are some specific questions that the committee is looking for in your statement of purpose, and they must be addressed. You know, the committee, they read those uh, statement of purposes very carefully. The questions are, how does OT differ from other health-related programs, and how do you plan to balance work and family with school life, an important question, especially for, for, you know, people working, people with families and people doing all three. So that, that's important. The other piece of good news I want to share as we are talking about working is that Barry was awarded the HERSA grant a few years ago. And the HERSA grant is specifically for students in, in a minority designated group. Those students are given priority over the host in receiving funds from that HERSA grant. You don't have to apply for it. You don't have to do anything. You're automatically considered for it in your second semester. So just keep that in mind that that is an opportunity that is there for you if you are eligible from your second semester. I think that that is so awesome. So, you know, before getting on the call with you, I was doing a little bit of research on the HERSA grant and I saw, guys, if you're listening to this, Barry got $3.2 million in funding for basically to help fund you guys' education. So uh, look into it. I think it's a wonderful thing that they are able to basically help with education costs. So I think that that's definitely something that just makes it a little bit different. And so I just uh, want definitely very, very important for that. Denise, I also saw, and I'm curious, it said that all the Barry faculty are OTs while working on the weekend. So they are currently all practicing. That is correct. They are all practicing OTs. So they have a full-time job outside of teaching on our program. So you can tell that our faculty are very dedicated and very committed. And they bring real life examples to the classroom because they are all practicing OTs in the field. Dr. Dr. Belkis Landa Gonzalez, our program director, is amazing. Dr. Chan, our assistant program director, you know, all our faculty members, they all work in certain areas of OT. So very cool. Speaking of clinical experiences, how does field work work for the students in Barry? Like, do they get placed? Do they have to find their own placement? How does the process work for Barry so, students? So we actually we have a field work coordinator, Dr. Orlando Valdez. And Orlando actually just graduated his, his postmasters OTD from Barry about two years ago now. Um, we have someone dedicated to field work placement. 
if by the time you're ready to start your field work, you do not, you as a student do not have somewhere that you want to go to do your hours because a lot of them are already working in the field and want to stay where they're working, then Orlando will help you find a site. None of our students go without sites. And because of that, we only take 42 students every year because we know we have so many sites to place our students. We don't overextend and take in all these students and then have nowhere for them to go. That's not what Barry is about. And that is not what the success of our program or for you as a student, that's not what we want. We want to ensure that we take in students that we know we can place in clinicals. And how many students would you say normally apply every year to Barry? Uh, maybe about 300. So as you guys can see, getting into OT school is very competitive. You know, that's just one school, about 300 applicants, only about 40 something get in mm -hmm. because they need to make sure that these students can get their placements and that they get the attention that they need from the department. Exactly. Um, so I suggest that you guys really do your research into the schools that you're applying to and just really get the help that and mentorship and guidance that you need to make sure that this is really the profession for you. Start making those connections with other current clinicians, OT students. Just keep that in mind. And I think as you do that, you'll see that you can increase your chances of becoming one of those accepted applicants. There are things that, you know, that the accepted are doing that the students who have not been accepted did not do. Right. And, you know, whether that is a did not communicate well on that personal statement. And that is a very huge thing. You can have a 4.0 since you're in kindergarten, but if that personal statement does not really show why you'd be a great OT, then you know you are not going to communicate effectively as to why you should be one of those accepted applicants. So I don't know if you want to expand a little bit on that or anything, but. Sure. So we've been accepting students since October last year for the fall class. We'll continue until the class is full. And, you know, the committee, they've been uh, selective on who they're interviewing, meaning that if you look good on paper, you have, you know, a good GPA, good prerequisites, you wrote a good statement, there's a chance that you could be accepted without an interview. If they have any questions, they will set up a virtual interview. So interviews are being done virtually as well, not in person, obviously, since COVID. As I mentioned earlier, the first thing they look at is the GPA. Then they're going to look at the prerequisite grades. They read your statement of purpose. And they're going to look at their recommendations and, and the observation hours. The GREs are being made. So, you know, they look at the entire packet when making a decision. But that GPA is the first thing that they're going to look at. The 3.2 cumulative GPAs is important. And OTCAS computes that GPA. And we use that GPA that OTCAS computes, you know, just to give applicants an idea. You know. For sure. For sure. And I think it just comes to show, too, why it's important that if you need to retake certain classes, that you just do it and think about, you know, what is holding you back from taking that next step in getting into OT school, you know, so just keep that into consideration. And I just really have uh, one really important question for you, Denise. Sure. So why should a student choose Barry University? So a student should choose Barry because uh, we offer a very uh, unique program. 
I think the weekend only pro weekend only uh, program for classes is advantageous, especially for students who are working, for students who have families, for students who want something a little different. Remember, it may be weekend only, but once you start your clinicals, your clinicals are during the week. Our faculty are dedicated to your success as a student. They're not accepting or taking in someone and just letting them go. You are assigned an advisor, our program director, assistant program director, the entire faculty and staff in the OT program are there to help you succeed. If you need help, you just have to go to someone. Our faculty have office hours, they're available. They keep you engaged as a student and they genuinely care about your success. Not to mention the fact that we have the RUSA grant for students, especially who are economically disadvantaged and want to pursue a field in occupational therapy. We have not once faltered on our accreditation as well. You know, I'm very proud of that one that we always have received. Is it the longest or the highest number of years for the accreditations? You know, with minimal recommendations from the accreditors. You know, that's something we have to be very proud of. The program also does a lot of work in the community. They give back a lot to the community. The students are very involved in community service. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about that, actually? Like, how are the students involved in the community? I don't have any specific examples other than a few years ago. I know I actually went out to visit and to see them doing some work at the, I don't even know if it's still called the Marlin Stadium, but in that area down, you know, in, in Miami, in little Cuba, especially because Barry is pretty close to, to that area as well. The students go back and help, you know, perform community service in those types of areas where the residents are not able to afford health care. So they do services like that, you know, and as uh, Barry on the whole as well, have received a number of awards for, for community service as well. Very good to hear. Well, guys, as you know, you can get in touch with Denise if you want to set up a one-on-one -on -one call with her. Check out the Barry University website to see if it's a good fit for you. I think the three main things that I think that, or at least to me, stick out that I think are just so cool is the HRSA grant. Also, the fact that it's hybrid, which makes it very unique and allows you to work while you are going to school on the weekends. Don't forget that the faculty is all also current practicing clinicians, at least in my experience when I was in OT school. And I'll share why that is a little bit of an attention grabber for me as a current OT is because when I was in OT school, the professors, yeah, they had clinical experience, but they were very full-time faculty. They were engaging in their research and their time and dedication went to the university. So there had been, I know, maybe either some time that they had not really been, you know, necessarily practicing and maybe they would just maybe practice every here and there. Maybe they had like a per diem job, but their real focus was being at the university. So like having a professor that is always, you know, like in the clinic and then just teaching on the weekends, like that's definitely a unique experience that is particular to Barry. So I don't know if there's any other things that you want to add before we close off. You know what? I do want to add one thing. Our graduation rates We've had really good rates above 95% for the past few years. Our 2020 passing rate on the board exam was 100% and 97% for the last three years. And the fieldwork completion rate has been 98 to 100%. So that just goes to show you the level of dedication 
between faculty and students in completing and the success, not only in the program, but the board exams. So don't delay. We're here to help you on your way to becoming an OT. Just yeah. to apply or to you know, reach out if you have any questions. My number again is 305-899-3541. Or if you want to send me an email, super easy to remember, d-d-e-e-n at barry.edu. Thank you so much, Jessica. No, thank you. Thank you for being on and sharing with us uh, more about the university. And we hope that this episode has at least exposed you to what it's like to be a part of, you know, from an admissions perspective, what the process is like to go into Barry University. And so this is just one of the things that we want to do. We want to be interviewing current students that are in different programs, admissions officers and professors, just so they can get to know a little bit more about what the awesome things are going, what awesome things are going on in the universities and what awesome things students are doing out there in the OT world, right? And so I'm really excited to have had you on and just thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and share more about the program here at Miami Shores. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. And good luck, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.